Welcome to the School for Small Business podcast, where small business owners come to learn the keys to running a successful small business on their own terms. We've been in your shoes, scaling from the basement to the boardroom. We understand the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. And the one thing we know, business doesn't have to be hard. Let us make it easy for you. No business degree required. Join us as we unpack what it really takes to have success. The time, the money, and the freedom that you desire, all while having a massive impact on the people you serve. It's okay to want it all. If you've ever referred to yourself as an accidental entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you. We're going to dive into the mindset, the strategy, and everything in between. While you're busy supporting others, let us support you. Hello, Small Business School. I am so excited to be bringing you this episode today. This is an end of year episode, and I know we're having a lot of chat about the closing out of a year, the new year, and all the different things that, um, you know, that period in our life has to hold, that change in season has to hold. And so I want to break down with you the way that I reflect on the year, the way that I plan for the next year. And I want to walk through it with you sort of like a mini workshop all on a podcast episode. You know, I'm going to bring the flavor of you know, how do we add some numbers to this? How do we really figure this out? So if you're ready, grab a pen and paper and dive in. And of course, I'm going to say this in advance, but guys, like I love, love, love connection in small business. I love doing the things in community. I love that it's not isolated. And so if you're working through this and you're stumbling, stumbling through or if you're working through this and you want to celebrate something, please like reach out. This is what this podcast exists for to create community, even though it feels like me on the one end of the mic sometimes. But, you know, don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to share something. And in community, I'd love to celebrate you. I'd love to, um, you know, help you where needed. So let's get ready and dive in. You got your pen and paper ready. So when I am thinking about reflecting on the last year, one of the very first things that I would really love to share with you is that you know, we, we want to look back. Okay. So take a couple minutes, like set 10 minutes on your timer and look back over the last year and realize everything that you actually accomplished. But I, there's some key ways to doing this for me. So number one, when I look back, I always bring a calendar because if I'm just relying on my memory alone and not prompting it, I'm probably going to forget all the great things that happened. I also look through pictures on my phone. I'm a big picture person. I also look back on like maybe some memories on social media, things that were happening, appointments that were in my calendar. And I really try to understand like, okay, what did the year hold for me? If you have goals that you set at the start of last year, or if you're a journal type of person, that's amazing. Go back to those and reflect on it. But I always start with looking at like, what were my wins? What are some significant points in time that happened? Um, how can we celebrate that? I don't know um, if you follow me on social media. I'm sure I've been talking about this book, The Gap and the Gain, so much lately. And I think it's such so crucial to really be able to look back and see how far we've come. We're always measuring ourselves from that goalpost that's moving forward constantly. And it can feel like a rat race, like we're not going anywhere. So having this as a part of A, if you can do it daily, amazing that, you know, reflection, daily reflection of the goals that you hit. But at a minimum, at the end of the year, we want to close out that way. So 
you know, set a few minutes on your timer and go through this exercise, go through different areas where like, I don't know, where would I have captured those memories, right? I don't know, maybe it's your inbox. I hope not. Um, But maybe you're looking at your calendar, maybe you're looking at some pictures, maybe you're looking at social media memories, and asking yourself, you know, like, what did I do in January? What did I do in February? What were some of my wins? And, and going through those first. And I think this is important to understand, like how far we've come. And then the second step behind this, after you've done that is I always reflect on what do I feel like I wish would have went better? Is there something that I'm like, oh, I wish I would have shown up that w- this way for this certain event? Um, you know, this is actually something that came up for me in an event that I went to. I was like, I found that I really didn't show up with a lot of energy. I was really tired. Um, and I felt very introverted. I did not want to communicate with people, but that wasn't my goal going to the event. So, you know, I'm looking back and I'm like, okay, I was at this event in this month. And I was like, oh, I feel like I could have shown up better that way. And then I document down like, okay, how am I going to do this differently next time? For me, it was like not over committing myself. So I didn't end up so tired. And then I had to, would have the energy to show up well for those things. Or maybe it's like, instead of, like staying up till midnight chatting with all my business friends, maybe I'm going to bed at nine or 10 o'clock to make sure that I have the rest for the next day and get to show up well for those things. That's just one example. Obviously, there's a million things. Maybe it was how you interacted with a team member. Um, Just like some of those more significant things through the year. So we're number one, reflecting on our wins. And then number two, we're reflecting on things that we felt like could have went better. And then the second, or the second, the third piece behind all of this is I love, love, love to put numbers to things. A lot of the time we look at things that we feel like worked well or we didn't work well, and we just have these like gut feelings. We're like, oh, these things are going amazing in business. Like sales are going amazing. Or we look at it and we're like, well, you know, all these customers feel this way. Like I feel, you know, at the end of the year, it's not going well because all these customers are complaining or something like this. And we make these like generalized statements of like, it's all going well, or it's all not going well. And we don't necessarily have information to back it up. It's just this gut feeling. And what we know about our feelings, if you actually like dig into um, biology and, you know, psychology and all those wonderful things, um, all the sciencey stuff. What we know is that our, we have these like tendencies that are kind of like a rut that's made in our brain that our brain thinks a certain way. And then over time that's formed. And then our brain informs our body, our body produces more chemicals to inform our brain. And it's just this big cycle. So we kind of get stuck in these patterns of thinking. And so I don't really want to trust my feelings. I don't want to trust that, um, my, like, preconceived biases are telling me something. I love, there's no better feeling than when I have like a gut instinct, but then I dive into it and like, look at the numbers and I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm, yep, there it is. It's like proof, right? So I love doing that. And so if you're having anything that's like, this is going really well in business or this isn't going well in my business, I'd really love for you to go and actually take a look at those numbers. So now this is not just financial, right? I'm a huge fan of measuring things. So for example, like measuring time, or if you're saying that all your customers upset, really looking at like digging into it further, who is upset? What are they saying? Why are they saying it? 
is it that many people? Are we catastrophizing something or is it something that actually has to be um, dealt with? And really putting some perspective to things, right? That's what we're looking for is perspective. And I think numbers are a great way to, to have that. So if we were going to dive into numbers, the two ways I love doing this is time and money. Um, and also when we're reviewing our time and money, sometimes that gives us more feedback on things that went well or didn't go well. So after you have taken the time to, um, number one, look at all your wins through the year, what went well, after you've taken time to document some of the things you wish you would have done differently and those steps that you could take next time. Now we're into this phase of like finding the proof. Okay. So we're going to break that down into the two pieces of the time and the money. And so if I'm breaking down time and money to find proof, where am I going to start? Well, for money, I'm going to look at financial statements and bank statements. The problem with looking at bank statements um, in terms of like, how is my business doing? This can be so deceptive. Okay. So for example, we could have a really big balance on our credit card and our line of credit tapped, but then all of a sudden we have this cash in the bank and we're like, Ooh, this cash balance in our bank account. This feels pretty good. Like, uh, you know, I, I know I've got enough money to pay the bills, but then when you look at the bigger picture, like, Oh, but I owe all those people and that doesn't feel good. Or maybe I haven't paid my suppliers and that doesn't feel good. Um, Maybe you aren't paying yourself as a business owner, right? This is very common. There's zero shame if you aren't doing it, but maybe it's your goal and you're like, oh, I don't know if I can pay myself, but you actually have a nest egg saved in the bank account. It's like, oh, actually there is safety to pay myself, but because you don't have that perspective and you're not looking at the financial statements all the time, um, then you might be missing that. And this is where I just want to say for anybody who's not doing bookkeeping and not using their numbers um, from financial reporting, it's like you're, it's one step, like you're lacking that full picture, right? You're almost like seeing the trees, but not necessarily the forest. And this is important because things like, um, like let's call them disease trees, you know, like the ones that are like rotting and we want to take them down. If you're not in the weeds, you don't see those. And so you might be, you know, paying for things like memberships is a huge one that's like always recurring on our credit cards or on our um, debit cards and we forget about them. So we actually have these like leaks. We have this, you know, dead tree. We actually want to like cut it down, make space for something new, but if we're not in it, we don't see it. But also when you're not putting together the bookkeeping and you're not seeing that, like, I hope you're doing it more than once a year, but when you're not seeing it, you don't see the forest for the trees. You don't see the big picture. You don't see how it all relates. A great example of this is today I was talking to one of my clients. Um, we we're looking at top line, like where's the revenue? Is it at budget? Is it not? Then we're looking at gross margin. So after all the expenses that went into completing a project, like where are they at? This is great for also um, retail. This is always one that surprises people at the end of the year when they're like, oh, I make 50% margin on all my products. And then they go and then they look and they're like, oh, but we had this lost inventory. And then I forgot about these shipping costs. And then I forgot I offered these discounts. So we actually don't make the margin we thought we made. And so having that, you know, financial reporting provides perspective. So with my client, I looked at top line, where are we at with budget? Then I looked at gross margin. Do we have, are we contributing to our, you know, the rest of the expenses as much dollar wise as we needed to and percentage wise, where are we based on the target? And then I looked at the bottom line and said, okay, like how much did we profit and kind of looked at those, those challenge areas, but you have to have that full 
Like everything's included. Otherwise, it's so easy to pick and choose what we're thinking of. This also happens um, when we're planning ahead. We often like allocate the exact same dollars to things multiple times. So that's why I love having things written down. It doesn't necessarily have to be in a spreadsheet. If you're like allergic to spreadsheets, that's totally cool. But when you don't have it written down, a lot of the time we're like, oh, we have money coming from here. So we'll use that to pay for this. And then we have money coming. And then the next time we, we're like, oh, we also have this other expense coming up. Oh, okay. Well, we'll use this money, but we're forgetting we're using that same money twice. And they're actually, um, then we end up short and we don't want to be on that roller coaster. So taking a look at your bookkeeping for the year, summarize things. You could also like, if you haven't done your bookkeeping at a minimum, like go through your credit card, some credit cards will actually like categorize them for you. But if not, like plunk it in a spreadsheet, you know, put some categories on it and then ask it to sum those categories. Um, and kind of see like, well, what am I spending my money on? Right. And then looking at, is that what my intention was? Is this what I'm spending money on? Is Does this feel good to me? Do I feel like I'm getting my re- a return on my investment? Do I feel like I'm getting like energetically, like for example, with software, I do this. I'm like, do I feel like this is providing me like something back? Um, when I'm a part of memberships, I'm like, do I feel like I'm in the group? Am I learning something? Am I getting, am I connecting to people? Am I, you know, feeling supported by the community? What, what am I getting from this group? And does it feel like it's worth my time and my money? So saying that time, the other thing we should be looking at is where did the time go on the calendar? So you looked at the calendar for your wins, but now you also want to be looking at where did my time go? And I hope you're doing a time audit often. If you're not, start the new year doing this. But where did your time go? What does your day-to-day look like? Is it all spent sending emails? Is it training your team? If you're saying that they don't know how to do, you you know, maybe you're feeling like you can't rely on them. They don't know how to do what you need them to do. You're always left doing it. Then where is your time going? Is it in trying to train them? And maybe it is. And then maybe you need to look at new team members. But maybe it's not actually aligned. Maybe what you're saying you want, you're not aligning your actions, aka your time, with what is going to get you there. So I want you to take a look then at how did I actually spend my time, right? So if you're saying something went like really great, is it because you gave the right time and attention to it, the right investment in it? If something's not going great, are you giving the right time and attention to it? Okay. And so really to bring this all together and to wrap it up, we have this amazing reflection on last year. We've reflected on our wins for the year. We've reflected on how far we've come. This is important because you know those sayings of like, um, we overestimate what we can accomplish in a year and we underestimate what we can accomplish in a decade. But we really need to understand like how far do we come? And this is so common even just for a year, right? Like we're looking at our to-do list every day and we're like, we got to get this done. Every month we feel like we're behind. But when we reflect on an entire year, it's so amazing to um, like really just be able to see like how far did we come and what did it look like? And it's um, always so incredible to remember all the amazing things that happened. So we're reflecting on our wins for the year and making sure we're anchored on those. We're reflecting on things that maybe didn't go as planned, but this is not to shame ourselves in like 
this didn't go well, we didn't get there. This is really just to reflect on if we didn't get, didn't maybe accomplish a goal. Well, why did we not accomplish the goal? And if something didn't go great, what can we do better to experience it differently next time? And then lastly, we're also bringing, making sure that we have the right perspective on things that we're not just trusting our, our, you know, gut feelings on it, that we're using time and money to like really reflect and say, um, is what I was thinking, what actually happened? Is this really how it was? Do I have the right perspective on things? Um, so using those measurements to, um, bring perspective. So I love this reflect on last year. This should take you, I would say, not a whole lot more than about half an hour, 45 minutes if you don't have some of that financial information in place, but making sure that you're like finding some quiet space and quiet time to do this where you're kind of uninterrupted. Um, I think that a lot of the times we get really excited after this to go into planning for the new year. Um, but I hope that you anchor into the wins because I know everybody accomplishes so much in a year. Even um, if you're not writing down a lot for your wins, I hope that you actually require yourself to do that. Look for the good in things. It's no different than gratitude. You know, when you're asked to write down like, 15 things you love. The first couple things are like, I love my home. I love my family. Like I'm, you know, so grateful for this. And then like you get into the good stuff when you get further down the road. Same thing with an exercise I was told is like, write down a hundred um, reasons that, you know, somebody should hire you. And like those first couple are like, those are easy wins. But when you really get into it, you're like, oh yeah, I did that. And I did that. And I did this. And it was, it's amazing. Right. So making sure you're diving in. And if you're the type of person then who doesn't just naturally force yourself to do it, maybe set a limit on like, I have to go through this many things and celebrate this many wins and like really have some perspective on everything that went well. And then on things that didn't or things, maybe goals you didn't hit or changes you want to make, then bring in some perspective to that as well. And for those of you who are feeling behind going into this, if you're like, okay, I, you know, I didn't hit my goals this year, didn't turn out how I wanted to. I hope you realize the flavor that you're bringing to this, um, to this, you know, workshop task, like this reflection, knowing that you, this is actually how I feel coming in. And so my bias is going to be towards, and this is like, again, like the sciencey stuff, but your brain loves to confirm what you think already happened. Okay. So really, really, really making sure, are you challenging yourself when you're bringing perspective? Did it actually happen? If you are having that feeling going into this, like I'm not where I want to be, you may be bringing that level of, you know, um, already having that thought and looking to confirm it. So challenge yourself on it. Maybe it's not as bad as you thought it was. Okay. And then tomorrow we'll drop an episode on how to start planning for 2024 using now this reflection, knowing more about your time and your money and how things went and all those wins you had, knowing what you can accomplish in a year um, and knowing maybe where you want to do better for next year. So tomorrow's episode will be um, dropped on that. And I'm excited to help you break it down. So in a way that you very much can accomplish your 2024 goals. So love your attention and your time today. Thank you. I hope you had your notebook out. I hope you set some time aside now to go through this task. And I uh, can't wait to hear from you. 
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the School for Small Business podcast. That's right. I'm saying thank you because I believe so heavily in small businesses and how they are the backbone of our community. And I am so grateful that you are taking the steps to make sure that your small business is here for the long run, supporting your family and your community. And I just love it. If you found any nuggets from this episode that were helpful to you, I want to ask you a favor. I want to ask that you share them with a friend because if you found them helpful, somebody else will as well. And it's that concept of the rising tide raises all ships. So please go ahead and share with a friend, whether it's on social, maybe you're sending them an email the old school way. I don't know. You want to send a letter, but any way you want to share, I would just be eternally grateful. And as always, like, please just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love to chat with small business owners.